Good morning, everyone. I'm Brother Aaron at United Bethel in Santa Mesa, Manila. Welcome you to this time on the internet where we can focus our attention on Jesus Christ. I'm speaking to you from United Bethel, and since we're in lockdown and we can't have a gathering of people here yet, I'm bringing this short Good Friday message to you to help your meditation about Jesus today. Why do we celebrate Good Friday? It's because this is the day the Christian world remembers the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Three days from now, as far as the Jewish calendar is concerned, on the third day, Jesus would raise from the dead. Sunday morning would be the third day, and he would raise from the dead to live forevermore. Jesus conquered death. On that day, we celebrate Easter. But today is Good Friday. And let me just describe what this day would have been like. Jesus had, last evening, had celebrated a Seder with his disciples. That means that they looked at ceremonially and uh, the, the, the crucifixion or the preparation of Jesus, the Lamb of God. Now, in the old Hebrew tradition, the sacrifice that was to be offered on Passover had to be examined before. And so we see an intimate picture of Jesus with his 12 disciples. We see that he had his disciples on his heart. When they gathered together, Jesus took a bowl and a towel and went around and washed their feet, teaching them to be humble and to serve one another. But we also see Jesus celebrating by holding up the bread and breaking it, telling them, this is my body broken for you. And he held the cup up and he said, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the removal of sin. Then that evening after the supper, they went out to the garden, and that was the garden of Gethsemane. They went to pray. That was the last night for Jesus. He knew that in the morning he would be taken to a place of crucifixion and put to death. But Jesus is praying. He's praying for his disciples. He's praying for his church, the people that would follow and would put their faith in him. And then uh, Jesus was betrayed by Judas. And they brought the soldiers, the, the guardsmen of the temple. And they came and arrested Jesus. And then Jesus was taken to Pilate's judgment hall. He was tried. They looked for witnesses. They even had to hire someone to lie, to give testimony, to try to make a case against Jesus. Then Jesus was handed over to Pilate's soldiers. He had them beat Jesus to scourge him. That was to try to get him to break, to give information. But Jesus took that beating. It was spoken about that beating. 
Isaiah described it as stripes on his back. He was beaten for our healing. Then they took Jesus from the judgment hall, condemned to die. They took him out to a place called Golgotha. They tried to carry his own cross, but he was already weakened by the beating and loss of blood. So someone was asked to carry his cross for him. They nailed him to that cross, hung him between heaven and earth, there to die. While Jesus was hanging on that cross, there were seven things that was noted that day that he said while he was hanging on the cross. One of them was while he hung there, he saw his mother Mary. I'm going to read some scripture to you. The Gospel of John, chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. So this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother, there the disciples were standing nearby. And he said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. He was speaking about John the Beloved who was standing there. And Jesus, oldest son in the family, was responsible for his mother. And so he is asking John to take care of his mother. With After he said to Mary, Here is your son. He said to John, John, here is mother. Take care of her as your own mother. And so this is one of the things that Jesus did while he was hanging there in agony on the cross. Next, there were two thieves hung there on crosses besides Jesus. One of those thieves made fun of Jesus, said bad things to him, but another thief realized that Jesus was the Son of God. And he asked him, Lord Jesus, will you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And Jesus said to him something that every Christian cherishes today. Jesus said to him, today you will be with me in paradise. That's what every Christian should think of when they reach the point in which their life is coming to an end. They're going to be with Jesus that day. A third thing that happened while Jesus was hanging there, he was very thirsty. And so he said, I thirst. And they brought a sponge that had been soaked into a kind of a wine, a vinegar, sour wine. And they put it up to his lips, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it because he, he knew that he was suffering and he would not take anything to relieve himself of the pain he was experiencing that day. Next, they heard Jesus cry out, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. That was a saying. He said, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus felt like he was all alone. Father was there. He was watching him. But Jesus felt 
so alone hanging there, bearing the pain, the suffering that would bring about his death. Next, Jesus said something because he was looking at all of those people, the soldiers, those executioners, the people that stood out at a distance to make fun of him, to say bad things to him. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. <clears throat> Jesus was giving forgiveness even to those who were inflicting great pain upon him. A sixth thing Jesus said was, Father, to you I commend my spirit. Instead of in agony, crying out, thinking God had forsaken him, now he is saying in faith to the Father, I give my spirit to you, Father. And then finally, this seventh thing that Jesus said. He said three words. It is finished. He's not saying that his life on earth is finished. He is saying that his mission, the whole purpose for him coming to this world was to die on that cross, to become the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. When he said it is finished, it means that he had fulfilled the promises of God, the prophecy that God would provide a lamb. Jesus is saying, it's finished. I have finished my mission. Then he died. As we're meditating today on this day of crucifixion, I'd like to challenge you to read this passage in John 19 and meditate upon it. There's significance to what Jesus did and to what he said. He paid the price for your sin and for mine. So we look at him, we see him on a cross, we see him giving his blood to save us from our sin. The scripture says, and I gave this to you last week, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God made a promise in his word that anyone who would call upon the name of the Lord Jesus would be saved. God gave us a way to get forgiveness of sin. It's through Jesus and calling upon his name. The way I call on the name of Jesus, first thing I do is I say, thank you, Lord. When I come into his presence, I come with praise and thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Then I confess any sin, because the scripture says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then I say, Father, forgive me. And Father is so faithful to forgive all sin. If you say that, he'll forgive your sin. You'll experience something life-changing. We call it the new birth, life transforming when Jesus comes into your life, forgives your sin, and takes up dwelling in you as your Lord and Savior. 
Now I invite you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for going to the cross. That event that day has shaken the world. And after 2,000 years, we are still remembering the day you hung on that cross, shed your blood so that we could have forgiveness of sin. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for all of those who are participating, watching, and listening to this internet message. I pray that those who are there who don't know you yet, that they'll come into your presence and ask you to forgive their sin, ask you to be Lord of their life. And I thank you, Lord, for keeping your promise, even now, as many are calling upon your name. Bless United Bethel, the people of United Bethel, in this locked-down city of Manila. Put a shield of protection around each one. You send your angels to stand guard over them, keep them from becoming infected with the virus that's going around, this deadly coronavirus. Protect them, Lord, and we thank you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen.